0: This is experiential itself, the philosophy, it is for me anyway. It's about the ability to get the ideas. So, so here's, a, here's one statement which I, I like. It, it, it's a little bit complicated because it's a big idea and I'll unpack it. But here's a kind of statement which works for me as an answer to the question what the, what what the fuck is this that we're in? What is going on? What is this? What is existence? What is it? What what is the most eloquent and and um, simple without being simplistic? Essential. Is is there something we can say about this apart from which, of course, we have to say as well? But what's the best? Thing, well, this is the best I can come up with after my however many, many decades, to try out and see if it can work. So my suggestion is w- what this is that we're in, is the one in relationship with itself, in a process of realizing potentiality on ever more emergent levels. So let's unpack that. So the first part of that is, this is the one in relationship to itself. So see if you can just actually get that. Like, like if I was leading a meditation, but just straight in with the idea. Look around you, be aware around you. The, the universe is a one, isn't it? It's a universe. It's one thing, and yet it is one thing in which it's made up of many things all in relationship with each other. Everything is in, exists in relationship with the universe. There, there is no separate object or separate human being or separate animal or separate anything which does not exist except in a relationship with the whole. This is a whole. And everything within it is that whole expressing itself in some individual form in relationship with itself. It's being able to nurture that understanding is a huge part of what the individual vision is. And then the second part of the, of the, of the statement is to put that into motion. Because it's not static, it's a process. That being in relationship with itself is a process. And it's a process that's happening right now. And what you will notice is that every right now is a new right now, based on the previous right now. There's continual, creativity novelty based on what's happened before and that's what i mean by more emergent because what's happening now couldn't happen with what happened without what happened then because this has arisen from then and sometimes that novelty is significant and the place where it's most likely to be significant is at the leading edge of the whole evolutionary process so we now have courtesy of some amazing men and women who have been studying this very very carefully this fabulous vision a kind of a a mythos human beings have been creating these kind of mythos understanding on a new level. I mean, just like the, it's built on all the past ones. That's why. And that's the idea of the evolving universe. And part of what I'm doing is just taking that very, very seriously. I'm actually, if we get onto science, I'll, I'll explain. I'm actually taking it more seriously than science does actually. And going, okay, so there's this evolving process in which everything that has form has emerged and that's got us from the simplest it's got us actually from pure pure information that's what you know what what's so fascinating about this what's emerged with quantum physics is it look it looks like there's a there's an informational base to the universe which has no mass it's not definite it's probabilistic and it can be understood best as information and that has given rise eventually to the world of physics and stars and chemicals and and then life, simple life, complex life, sentient life, conscious life. And from that psyche, the imaginal domain in which we're having this conversation. So the one in relationship to itself in a process of realizing potentiality in ever more emergent ways, which has got us from quantum possibilities to us having this conversation in the last 14 billion years, roughly. Now, what happens when a human being, a psyche, a conscious, a conscious psyche that can use imaginal information, concepts and images to understand the universe. So so, so, as we are the universe, because we can't exist separately from it, so we must be, we are the universe thinking about itself, trying to understand itself, trying to know what it is. So what happens when a human being recognizes deeply that they are the universe in relationship with itself. What happens when you get that? Yeah. Mike's movement. I don't know if you all saw that, it's perfect. Yeah. That's this uh, state that human beings have been experiencing uh, for quite some time, but not not very many. And it, 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 and from what they've told us, it seems it was really difficult for them to experience it and hang on to it—a real battle. But the passivity has been has been set up by them. You know, they're like the the person who cleared my garden. They're the ones that went in to do all the hard work for the rest of us to come in and go. Oh, it's nice here, isn't it? They they did that for us. And that experience of spiritual awakening, which is what I've spent my life, one of the major themes that that has fascinated me all all my life, is an experience, I I, I call it being deep awake, and when it arises in a uh, very uh, intense form, you're experiencing a very emergent new thing because there's not many people who have experienced this. So it's, it's it's right at that leading edge of the realization of potentiality in ever more emergent ways. And it feels amazing. And there's this sense of communion or oneness, this embrace of love, it can, sensory aliveness, where the senses feel like, "Wow, <laughs> how did I miss how amazing they are? The, the sense of beauty, which is itself, the appreciation of beauty is itself an emergent phenomena, you know, like a the stories I've told, you know, cows don't see beauty, dogs don't see beauty. We see beauty, it's a, an emergent thing. And if you hit an emergent state of an emergent thing, it, the beauty is, 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 well, the beautific vision is one of the names that is being traditionally given to this mystical awakening. But all of that tends to pass, and probably a jolly good thing because it's a little bit intense, But what I've noticed and shared with you is that there is something which doesn't pass, but which just starts to build. And that's what I've started calling universal benevolence. That from that sense of connection with all of life and with the whole universe, what starts to build is a genuine wishing well to everything and everyone and all of life. And it's a very emergent state because traditionally, human beings have not wished well to everyone. And and even with those where we have had the moral codes that told told us to be good to others, historically, usually it meant other people in your tribe. It didn't mean mean other tribes or other forms of life or they, they were fair game. But what's happened to us is that this universal benevolence has been building and we've been expanding the circle of kindness dramatically over the last period of history, especially the last 50, 60 years. So what's motivating all of this, the, 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 the pod book, but they doing this with you is, ah, so what happens when an individual recognizes this? when it ceases to be like, oh, that's an interesting thought. It's the one in, but it goes, oh, fuck, it's the one in relationship to itself. That's what I am. Then this, there's this possibility of opening to this. And as that, as you do that more in your own unique way, and that's key, it's absolutely key. It's one of the things I want to let go of in the whole enlightenment tradition is, is that there's a way of doing it and it's in a, the way, this is the real experience. And if you come to the master and you hadn't had the real experience, they just tell you, no, no, that's not how I experienced it. So you go away and do it again. It's like, no to all of that. Unique psyches, unique souls with unique perceptions, with unique histories, experiencing the more emergent state in their own unique way. And you're able to recognize it's my version of the same thing. So it's the same, but it's not the same. That's why there's so many of us. If it was just it was only one of us, otherwise one. And, the, the, and so for some, it'll, for others, gently, it doesn't matter. The, the passivity will build and the universe, the benevolence. I mean, I think a lot of people get the benevolence without having any mystical experiences, actually, for sure. And that's great. Wonderful. So not a set of rules that you've got to go through this process or do this thing or, but rather a natural organic evolving process, which is leading us right now from individuals to individuals, which has massive implications for the meaning of our lives. Well, first of all, it says your life really counts because you are, you are the bit of the universe that is conscious of itself. And that's amazing. And we are in a significant process of bringing in something new and something which will have a massive effect on how we understand the universe. It will transform how science works, I think. It will transform what spirituality is. Not necessarily the thing I'm saying, but whatever takes root eventually from this and it will transform how we, all, how we work together in society. And the key thing with all of that is to just have a sense of evolution and just go, well, of course, there's gonna be a new thing. You know, when I said at the end of my TED talk, a new understanding is coming and it's gonna change everything. It could have sounded, I hope it didn't, but it could have sounded like, you know, hey, we're gonna change it. It's like, it, it's actually a statement of the bleeding obvious. Of course, a new understanding is coming. Has there ever been a time when a new understanding hasn't come? Do you think that's done with? <laughs> you think new understandings are over. <laughs> We've 14 billion years, and now it's over. I don't think so. It's constantly transformed. The question is not will it come, it's what will it be?" And when? But what will it be? And of course, nobody knows. But my guess is it'll be something like this. It'll be something which, trans, which, which takes us from, from seeing this much of reality, which is what happens when we're just, we're stuck in this kind of limited uh, perspective of, 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 of just being trapped in our individuality and also with the science being just trapped on the lowest levels of emergence, thinking they're the reality. That when that comes back up, everything changes. So the thought I want, I'm leading to is simply that, 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 at, at the, that we are um, transforming from individuals to individuals. I'm not a prophet as you can tell. So I'm not here going, yes. And as we enter the age of Aquarius by 2050, there will be uh, 99 monkeys. And when the hungry monkey joins in, bingo. That will be it, and don't worry; it'll all be paradise. I very much doubt that will be the case. If it is, that'd be great. But um, but what I do, and I so I have no idea how fast this can happen. Uh, I have no idea how my, how it could be derailed by all sorts of problems we might face. But that that it seems to be happening, personally, I have become convinced by, and that we get the chance to participate in it, and in doing so, bring this incredible meaning to our lives. And not to somebody else's lives, not to some special life that you haven't got yet, but to the life you've already got, that life. Because that life is already part of the evolving universe.